Packers game day continues. It was really encouraging to see our guys when we had to, you know, kind of backs up against the wall and in the red zone, uh, come through and make some plays. With Packers OT, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You can't come out talking about, you know, getting more opportunities and not um, come through, so it's something that I'm going to make sure I do today. Now. Hear from the fans, the players, and get updates from around the league. The big sequence was obviously into the first half, getting a touchdown, coming out in one place, 75 yards. With your host, Greg Matzik, on the Packers Radio Network. Well, the Packers' seven-game winning streak is over. Green Bay falls to the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 13-7. to A very strange game at Arrowhead Stadium. Career start number one for Jordan Love, 19 of 34, 190 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. He was relentlessly blitzed by the Chiefs' defense all day long. Matt LaFleur pointing the finger at himself, saying, i got to come up with a better game plan. Let's react, shall we? 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. Packers OT is presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Through November 30th, choose 12 months, no payments, and no interest, plus 20% off labor at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Set your free consultation up now at PellaWI.com. I'm Greg Natsik with you until 9 o'clock. We'll take your calls here on the Packers Radio Network, 855-616-1620. Happy to be joined by the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee, who had the call from Kansas City. I, Wayne, I, I mentioned it and heard you comment on it frequently throughout the broadcast. I, I'm always curious what your view of the field is, but it, it's pretty clear we were looking at the same thing because I was counting an awful lot of Kansas City Chiefs inside the TV screen in the box. The only guy in the deep secondary was an official. Yeah, there's a lot of that, Greg, no question about it. And, and you know, that's uh, that's something that I know the Chiefs, they would have played this game totally differently had Aaron Rodgers been the starting quarterback for the Packers. But with the young quarterback making his first start, um, they were able to take chances uh, with their defense and be very, very aggressive, more so than against maybe any other quarterback they would have faced today. And, Wayne, if you look at the final numbers on Love, I don't know if it really tells the full story here. I, it, it, did it appear to you as if he started to settle in a little bit more in the second half? Yeah, I thought he did, Greg, uh, you know, a little bit more as they got more into a rhythm. Um, you know, I thought the first half, especially that first drive, a couple of those little swing passes, they were way off, and you could tell that he was, you know, maybe a little too keyed up, a little too excited, that type of thing. And and I thought early in the game and into the second quarter, the uh, the blitzes certainly were um, eye-opening for him, it appeared to me, and just uh, looking at the reaction, the body motion, the body language, so to speak, and, and the way the ball was coming off his hand. But I thought exactly in the second half, he settled down a little bit. I think they ran the football a little better in the second half, it seemed like. Uh, and, you know, I, then he finally hit a play to Lazard down the sidelines. But the, the whole thing that I saw in the second half was, okay, the Chiefs are going to blitz him, and they feel they can go zero blitz, which is an extremely aggressive and high, high, high-risk blitz in the NFL. That means zero blitzes, no safeties in the middle of the field, everybody up on the line of scrimmage, press coverage on the receivers. You get beat by one man, that guy's ahead of the field, no one's going to catch him. Um, but what Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, was counting on was the fact that this quarterback would not be able to read it quick enough um, to hurt that defense. So he kept blitzing that way. And, and you know, so some of it was single uh, safety high, but a lot of it was zero blitzing. And, uh, you know, that was a hard thing for Jordan Love at his first start to to get sorted out as quickly as you need to sort that out. Mm-hmm. That stuff, 
it wouldn't even happen with Aaron Rodgers on the field. Wayne, if I told you going into the game, the Packers are going to hold Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to one touchdown, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking they've got a good chance of win. Um, and yet, really, the Chiefs controlled the ball game uh, for the most part, and the Packers made a late run, which is nice to see. That was very important that uh, Jordan hit that pass play and get that uh, the offense into the end zone. I thought that was very important. But, um, you know, I thought the defense played exceptionally well, Greg, and you could see it early in the ball game on some of those short yardage plays in the running game and when they were just really stout up front. And then most of the game they're playing without Kenny Clark. And I just thought they were gallant defensively. That's the one word I would say I would use for the Packers on, on defense. And, and, you know, they really proved that, hey, you know, their numbers aren't, um, aren't false numbers. They're pretty good defense. And they played an excellent offense and really, really made that offense work. Tyreek Hill, four receptions, 37 yards. You know, Eric Stokes, you're going into this game thinking you're going to have your rookie corner speed on speed there. You like that matchup. That's intriguing. And then he gets hurt in pregame warm-ups, uh, something that I don't think anybody really knew until maybe play number one of the game when it was Rasul Douglas and uh, Kevin King on the field. So you, you talk about adjusting on the fly, Wayne. You take out one of your better corners, then Kenny Clark leaves, and, and you still have this kind of performance I, it, 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 it's, starting, it's starting to click here a little bit with this defense, and this is a great test. I think so, Greg. I really do. Um, you know, got to, have to give a lot of credit to the players, obviously, but the coaches, too. They, they, uh, they had a good game plan coming in. Uh, they executed it well, I thought, against this uh, powerful Kansas City offense. And, you know, I, I think also, and I'm sure the Chiefs on the other side are looking at it saying, well, we've got to be better than that offensively. Um, if we're going to win real football games. So I, I think there's a little bit of that on both sides, but from a Green Bay standpoint, that was a good defensive uh, game plan. That was one of the better defensive efforts I saw all season uh, from the Packers, and unfortunately they just weren't able to do enough offensively to get the win. And, you know, the other thing that, that really has to alarm you and continue to bother you, and, and this is what can kill you in January, I'm telling you, Special teams, oh my goodness! Somehow, some way, they have got to get that figured out. You know, Wayne, I don't get it. Like, I, like this is like decade number three of bad special teams, aside from a uh, you know the Desmond Howard years, I suppose. But you get five drives inside the forty, you got to come away with more than seven points. Uh, you know, one of those is a turnover on downs, but I, I don't know what is going on at the field goal operation. I know Mason was perfect last year, and I know he's been anything but this year. I, I, I don't know what it boils down to. Well, first off, since the start of the season, they have a new snapper now and a new holder. <laughs> okay. That's a big part of it. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And I thought uh, one of the field goals, the second field goal Mason missed, I saw the laces, and they were in the exact wrong place where they needed to be. And, you know, some of that, hey, the snapper's going to send the ball back, and the holder, if good, really good holder, will get those laces turned around the way they should be. Okay. He'll spin that ball. Um, and I'm not saying Bajorquez is not a good holder, not at all, but uh, it, in that particular instance, he didn't get it done, and the kick got blocked. Um, this is really, yeah, it, it's tough, Greg. When I look at the really good special teams, these groups have been together for a long time, and, um, you know, the Packers made a change, uh, and I'm not saying the snaps were bad today. I didn't really see anything that I noticed that was really bad, but, um, you know, the, the problems occurred, and, and they were unable to get two kicks through the uprights that could have made a difference and changed this ball game. Yeah, 13-7, easy to point to the missed field goals. The muff punt was strange, but the Packers' defense held there. 
I, overall, Wayne, how do you assess this performance collectively as a team? I know a seven-game winning streak was snapped, but all things considered, what do you think of the performance? Yeah, I, I, I'm not uh, disappointed or discouraged in any way, shape, or form, Greg. I think this is a good football team that is going to get better. Uh, when they get their people back, it's going to be a much better football team. Um, you know, I, I thought they weathered a lot of storms out there today and hung in there. And in the middle of the storm, they were right there. So I felt I felt good about it. Now, it's hard to take something positive from a loss, but, hey, this defense, the way they play, that offense, again, uh, Jordan Love is only going to get better, I think, and he at least showed you something. He sh- you know, the things you saw in him, with the way he handled the huddle, he didn't appear to be flustered uh, with the disappointing um, aspect of the ball game, you know, the in- incompletions, the-, the third down, lack of pro- productivity on third down, unable to really convert a whole lot of third downs that kind of thing. I thought he hung in there well, which is what you're looking for. And then I think the play he made um, to Alan Lazard, who made an even better play by ducking in under the coverage of Legereus Sneed and getting into the end zone, I think that'll, that's something he can build on. There's no question about that. You build on something like that. And so uh, I'm not discouraged at all with the way they played here tonight. I, I wish it could have been a little bit better. I wish the special teams had been better. But, um, you know, for the most part, uh, I thought that Jordan Love uh, survived it, hung in there well. And I think that uh, the Packers have a chance to be really good down the stretch. Uh, I'm talking now. I'm talking December, all right, when they get their people back. And this will be interesting uh, next week or a week from today. The Packers take on the Seattle Seahawks at home. It's possible Jordan Love could start that game. It's possible Aaron Rodgers could be back on the field. It's going to be an interesting week in Green Bay. Wayne, appreciate your time as always. Great call as always. And uh, travel safe. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Greg. All the best. All right, take care. Voice of the Packers, Wayne Larravee, joining us here on Packers OT. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. Just getting started here. We'll take your calls until 9 o'clock. First, you might have heard Gabe allude to it during uh, his Packers playback section, but it was a crazy day in the NFL. I feel like I say this every week, but time to get you caught up on what happened from around the league. Presented by Cousin Subs. Cousin Subs, we believe... In better. Start in Baltimore, shall we, where the Vikings built a 17-3 first-half lead over the Ravens before Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' offense took flight. Jackson out of the gun, takes the snap, pumps once, throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught! One-handed grab! Touchdown, Devin Duvernay! And the Ravens are an extra point away from tying it up! Call courtesy of the Ravens Radio Network. The game would go to overtime tied at 31. The Vikings intercepted Lamar Jackson on the Ravens' first drive but couldn't cash in. Justin Tucker did. He ended the game with a 36-yard field goal with 16 seconds left. 34-31 the final. The Ravens approved to 6-2. and The Vikings fall to 3-5. and Three touchdowns passing for Jackson and 120 yards rushing on the day. In the AFC, it was a battle of Ohio in Cincinnati with the Bengals hosting the Browns. On Friday, the Browns released veteran wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Well, who needs to pass when you have Nick Chubb? Mayfield from his own 30 on second and 10. Turns, gives, Chubb runs. 30, 35, there he goes, 40, 45, 50, there he goes, 40. He's running to the river. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Nick Chubb. Browns Radio Network with the call. Big day for Chubb. 137 yards rushing and two scores. Browns roll 41-16. Both the Bengals and Browns are 5-4. and four. In Dallas, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott returns and stinks. The day belonged to Teddy Bridgewater and the Denver Broncos offense. Bridgewater, deep drop, sets home run ball left side. He wants Patrick. Patrick is there! Makes the catch in Denver with another touchdown! 
called courtesy of KOA, the Broncos Radio Network. Denver led 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter before the Cowboys scored a couple of meaningless touchdowns. 190 yards rushing fuels the Broncos' 30-16 to win. Elsewhere around the league, out west in the Bay Area, it was the Cardinals without Kyler Murray rolling over the 49ers, 31-17. Arizona now 8-1, and the top record in the NFC. Dolphins over the Texans, 17-9 in a snoozer. It was the Falcons with a last-second field goal, upending the Saints by a score of 27-25. Giants over the Raiders, 23-16. The New England Patriots control Christian McCaffrey in his return to the Carolina Panthers offense. Patriots ease to a 24-6 win. Strangest game of the day results in a win for the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6. A field goal fest as the Jaguars upend the heavily favored Buffalo Bills. Chargers of the last second field goal outlast the Eagles 27-24. About to get underway from Los Angeles, it's the Rams and Titans. Los Angeles. Record of 7-1. Monday Night Football features the Steelers and Bears. Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. This is the Packers Radio Network. Snap to love with time. Now forced to scramble right. Chased by Chris Jones. Throws right side for Randall Cobb. Makes a leaping nice catch. Outside the numbers of the 45 up. Kansas City, what a play by Randall Cobb to adjust to a pop fly down the right side. Juan Thornhill lost the football and the man. Chevrolet is proud to be the best-selling brand in Wisconsin and the official vehicle of the Green Bay Packers. Crush Chevy on your team. Visit your local Chevy dealer today. Packers OT presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Greg Matzik with you until 9 o'clock. You heard the play there. Uh, That was the longest play of the game from scrimmage for the Green Bay Packers. It was kind of a field-flipping play. Jordan Love being flushed to his right through sort of a pop fly. It wasn't the prettiest thing in the world, but Randall Cobb was able to come down with it and uh, flip the field and, and get the Packers in relatively decent position on the field. But, you know, that was a common theme today. Five drives ended inside the 40-yard line, and two resulted in missed field goals, one of which was blocked, one was an interception, there was a turnover on downs, and a touchdown. So the opportunities were there for this Packers offense to cash in with points, and drives that stalled, well, field goal attempts were there, and well within Mason Crosby's range, and the operation continues to be an absolute head-scratcher, as Crosby has now missed... Six field goals this season. That is the most in the NFL for a guy who is one of the more accurate kickers in the last decade. 16 for 16 last season, and is the Packers' all-time leading scorer. You tell me, is he the issue, or are there other issues in Green Bay with special teams? I don't get it. I don't get it, but special teams was a complete letdown for the Packers once again. And it was not just one operation. It was multiple issues. He had a couple of Punts muffed. One by Amari Rogers that he recovered. Another one, it goes down as a muff, but I don't blame Malik Taylor. He was just sort of in the way in a ball that Amari Rogers probably should have fair caught. So uh, a rough day on special teams once again in a game where you hold the Chiefs to just one touchdown, one score. It was their first drive. That's it for touchdowns for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Packers fall short by a score of 13-7. to 7. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. Let's begin with Scott in Green Bay. You're on Packers OT. Hi, Scott. Hi, Craig. Um, I just wanted to pretty much Wayne said everything that I wanted to say. Um, I was very happy with the defense and only holding them to one touchdown. 
for Jordan Love, his first start, he didn't look all that, like, relaxed, I want to say. I mean, it's one of the hardest stadiums to play in, and it's your first start, so I get why he was rattled. And then, of course, the special teams, I want to say, for one, the lace is not being out on the right side for the holder, but that's a whole lot of other issues as well. But all in all, I was actually very happy with the defense this game. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Scott. I I thought the Packers' defense was outstanding. I I thought they were truly outstanding. I mean, look at the adversity they faced throughout this game. And and making adjustments and having to do so on the fly. Kansas City started off pretty hot. They marched down the field. It was an eye-opening drive. 15 plays, 64 yards, ate up about eight minutes, balanced. I mean, it was everything you would expect out of a Chiefs offense that has scuffled of late. But I, I don't think anybody would bat an eye if they scored 35 points next week. They're just in kind of a weird funk right now and a little sloppy. But nonetheless, that drive was the thing of beauty. And he thought, oh, boy, here you go. Patrick Mahomes back on his home field. This is where they take flight and turn around their season. That didn't really happen, at least not really from an offensive perspective. Uh, And the Packers adjusted to not having Eric Stokes, one of their starting corners. A rookie, I get it, but one of their better corners. And then Kenny Clark was lost in the first half of this game. So... You know, it, it was sort of a, a rotating cast once again, and, and the numbers were very modest for the Kansas City Chiefs on offense. One touchdown, quiet day for Patrick Mahomes, very quiet day for Tyreek Hill. Things were pretty well bottled up. You know, Travis Kelsey got loose a couple of times. Well, guess what? He had 1,300-plus yards receiving last year. So I, it's not a shock to see him get a couple. And there were a couple backbreaking plays. I mean, this this game really came down to, if you want to boil it down to the final drive for Kansas City, it was a third and ten with uh, about two and a half minutes left. Packers are looking at getting the ball back, right? You just need to stop. Well, they get 13 yards on Mahomes extending a play and finding his favorite target for a 13-yard gain. Good pressure. Rashawn Gary was chasing Patrick Mahomes. He just made an MVP kind of play. And that bought another set of downs for the Chiefs and allowed them to just kneel on the ball. The game was over. But for as, as clunky as the operation was for the Packers at times, they were in position to make a play to get the ball back and you know, see what Jordan Love could do in a two-minute situation. So a frustrating end of the game. There were several frustrating instances and plays in this game. But all in all, if you look at quarterback Jordan Love, I didn't look rattled. He didn't look like he lacked poise. It looked like he lacked experience. His accuracy was a little bit amiss. But he was under siege all day long, and to me, it's incumbent on Matt LaFleur to make adjustments when that kind of stuff is happening. You cannot just rinse and repeat and trot the same bodies out there in the same front. You've got to get things sorted out. If you know Steve Spagnuolo is going to send the house every time, and you've got one-on-one coverage all across the board, you've got to find a way to beat it. And it didn't seem like the proper adjustments were made until later in the game. A little too little too late, perhaps, but... All in all, it's kind of a strange game. But the defense did enough for this team to win. And the offense was okay. Special teams left plenty to be desired. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. 13-7 the final as the Packers fall to the Kansas City Chiefs, snapping a seven-game winning streak. The Packers still remain on top of the NFC North. However, the Cardinals have now moved ahead of the Packers for the top spot in the NFC. And the Rams could do that as well. The Rams sitting at 7-1 and one on the field right now, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. This is the Packers Radio Network. 
Our guys, already in mid-season form, Wayne and Larry. This is where you could see some shenanigans. On the home of the Packers, WTMJ. Third down, goal to go, just outside the Green Bay one. Mahomes takes, fakes the handoff, looks at throw, drills the end zone, leaping grab, touchdown, Travis Kelsey. It was the only touchdown scored by the Kansas City Chiefs today. It was on their first drive. In fact, Kansas City was shut out in the second half. Still, they're able to do just enough to pick up a 13-7 win over Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Packers OT is presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Got an open line for you at 855-616-1620. The Packers fall to 7-2 and with today's loss. Let's grab Scott in Milwaukee. You're on Packers OT. Hi, Scott. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I just have... I just have three questions for you guys. Um, one being, how do you change a long snapper midweek and hope that it goes well? Um, two being, do you think Blake Bortles might have gotten us where we could be? Um, and three, do you think we're going to win the NFC North with the way we've play defense and whatnot, I think is a championship-level defense. I guess that's that's all i got to say. I don't know, no, and yes. Very succinct. I, I think the, the long snapper thing came out of nowhere, didn't it? <laughs> it's just like, wait, wait, what happened? Amid all the Aaron Rodgers drama and what was going on and COVID, and oh, oh yeah, they, they changed their long snapper. Okay, Hunter Bradley's gone now then. Okay, I, I guess. Uh, a lefty long snapper. I didn't know those existed, but they do. And the Packers now have one. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not able to break down special teams like a coordinator can. What I saw was a missed kick and a blocked kick. So whether that was the snapper, the holder, the kicker, uh, that gets diagnosed uh, by the collection of folks up in Green Bay. But, yes, uh, an interesting move to make midweek. Uh, no, absolutely not. There's no reason Blake Borders should have ever taken the field for the Packers unless there was significant injury. He is 0% the future in Green Bay. You've got to get a look at Jordan Love in every situation. And, by the way, he still had a chance. One defensive play, and uh, you get Jordan Love back on the field, and, hey, who knows? Make things interesting. But that experience in the two-minute drill is critical. And will the Packers win the NFC North? Yes, they will win it by, mm, I will say, three games or more. Jack is in freedom. You're up next on Packers OT. Hi, Jack. Hey, Greg. How's it going? Good, man. What you got? Uh, I just wanted to comment on tonight's defensive performance. I know you guys already kind of touched on it, but I just wanted to point out a few individuals such as T.J. Slayton thrown in for Kenny Clark and Kingsley Kiki. I thought he had his best game of the season by far. And Chris Barnes had his best game of either his career or season. He made a lot of nice plays out there as well. I just wanted to get your comments on that. Yeah, he was loud today. Uh, I I liked it. I mean, everything he was was doing was, was filling a hole. Players were going backwards. Oftentimes you see a, a running back, especially a guy like, you know, Daryl Williams, who, who can pack a pretty good load. Now, he'll hit a guy and take him forward. Barnes was not allowing that today. That was impressive to watch. Had a couple nice stuffs in the hole, was able to evade blockers and ultimately make a play. Uh, I would agree. That's as good as I've seen him play. He did lead the team in tackles, which uh, is, is somewhat uncommon this year because that's been the Devondre Campbell show. Uh, but he was outstanding today, no doubt. Uh, 
you know, I, losing Kenny Clark, I, and I, I thought it was going to cost the Packers a little bit more than it did. But T.J. Slayton did play well, uh, the rookie out of Florida. The loss of Eric Stokes, you, you kind of look at it at a combo platter, how the defense reacts to one another. Oftentimes the pass rush and the defensive secondary are in sync, and those are among the best defenses you find in the NFL. But I also think it's time to take a look at this Joe Barry defense and say, look, it's legit. And for all the questions people had about Joe Barry, why, why was this guy hired? He, just look at the defenses he's coordinated in years past. Nothing would indicate from the numbers perspective that he's the right guy for a job. I remember the th- same things being said about Nathaniel Hackett coming to Green Bay from Jacksonville. And even about Matt LaFleur coming to Green Bay from Tennessee when they didn't really have a lot to speak of on offense at that time. I, it, I don't know, right? I just, it's working. Whatever they're doing, it seems to be working on defense. Now, this is a Packers defense that, if you look at how things have shaped up this season, not only is the team 7-2, and two, but uh, let's go back. The Lions were held to 17 points. The Steelers, 17 points. The Bears, 14 points. Washington, 10. Arizona, 21. And the Chiefs, 7. And the Bengals, 22. So the only teams to score more than 22 points on the Packers this season are the 49ers and Saints. And Saints was kind of that week one debacle. It's pretty impressive stuff. right? You start hovering around that 22 mark, somewhere around there, and you've got Aaron Rodgers as your primary quarterback on a rather potent Packers offense. Yeah, I, I like the Packers' chances to win a lot of football games. And this is legit. The defense did enough to win today, for sure. And, dare I say it, if Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback, the Packers win this game. Was not the case today. May not be the case next week against Seattle. Uh, But it's not the defense's fault. You certainly cannot say that. I thought they played very well, and they've been playing pretty well overall this entire season, considering no Zadarius Smith, no Jair Alexander. Those are two enormous pieces of the puzzle. They are still finding a way to get it done. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. We'll dip inside the locker room coming up in a moment, give you some of the numbers from today's game. The Packers on a flight home. They'll take on the Seattle Seahawks a week from today at Lambeau Field. Will they have Russell Wilson back in Seattle? That'll be a question to follow throughout the week as well. Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. This is the Packers Radio Network. God. Who said God's not a Packers fan? Family. Love you guys. And the Green Bay Packers. World champions of football. This is News Radio WTMJ. And here it is. Placement made. Kick is blocked. Kick is blocked. Up for grabs. Recovered by the Chiefs at the Kansas City 19-yard line. Kick was blocked. It appeared that the laces were facing the kicker on that play. They did not have a clean exchange, it appeared. And a reminder that Sartori Cheese donates $1,000 to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Wisconsin for every field goal made by Green Bay. Maybe they should do misses. So far this season, over $13,000 donated. Unfortunately, no dollars donated today. Packers do score a touchdown, however, fall to the Chiefs 13-7. to it's, it's an unfortunate storyline here for the Packers. Missed field goals, six now. For the season. And maybe that's what prompted the moves to change the long snapper. Maybe the ball wasn't getting back fast enough. I don't know. Didn't really help today as Mason Crosby uh, booted one that sailed just left of the upright and had a second field goal blocked. 13-7 the final. Packers missed two field goals. 
and for those keeping score at home, also muffed two punts, one of which was recovered. Rich in Geneva, Illinois, thanks for holding. You're on Packers OT. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I am a season ticket holder. Uh, I want to be objective as I watch the game. I had no vision of grandeur. In fact, that I, I, I knew we were kind of operating with a not a full deck. Uh, we all know watching that game that Aaron Rodgers behind centers, we would have won that game. That said, this game is not on Jordan Love. This game is on special teams and also our coaching staff for not understanding because as a lay guy sitting there watching football, knew full well they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Jordan Love. They had, uh, what do they call it, the zero blitz, meaning everyone was on the line, no deep safeties, and you couldn't connect. You could not come up with some type of um, adjustments to uh, take the pressure off of this kid. It's a shame to watch that. But I think probably, um, probably the greatest sin is, what the heck is going on with our special teams? Uh, we, we sit here week in, week out, a uh, bad snap or, uh, or laces out, or I don't know what's going on there, but we've uh, uh, changed special teams coaches this year, in my, if I'm correct. I think, I, I think uh, this is the first year for this guy, and it seems like we've gotten worse. Uh, I'd like to know your input on that and uh, – you know, I still, I'm not down on the Packers. I thought there was a phenomenal effort on defense. I tip my hat to them. They did a heck of a job. But we've got to figure out what's going on with that special teams um, each week, week in, week out. But uh, I am not down on Jordan Love. I'd like to hear your input, and thanks for, my, for taking my call. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it, Rich. So I, I'm in agreement with you. So if, if, if you watch the way the season has played out, I think you're encouraged by what you've seen on defense, it, really throughout the season, with the exception of a week one debacle, and that was just a disaster all the way around. I've tried very hard to forget about that. I'm doing a pretty good job. I, defense has played well, as I outlined. And I, I think we know what this offense is when it's at full strength. It is potent. Good luck. You would not see 98% of what you saw today if Aaron Rodgers were playing quarterback. They were teeing off on a young quarterback, and I agree with Rich. This hangs on Matt LaFleur, and he pointed the finger right at himself afterwards, saying 2 of 12 on third down, that's on me. I've got to get that figured out, especially with an inexperienced quarterback. So if you look at some of the uh, the throws that were a little bit off the mark, Maybe it sailed over the wrong shoulder. Maybe it looked like receiver, quarterback, maybe weren't on the same page. Just count how much time Jordan Love had before he was getting hit or before he absolutely had to get rid of the football. So just being under siege like that all day long is a little bit unnerving. I I thought he settled into the pocket pretty well, more so in the second half than the first. Uh, He changed the play quite a few times throughout the course of the game, including the very first play from scrimmage. And it seemed like his natural tendency was to just get out of the pocket. It felt like a safer zone for him. Uh, but very few passes were completed beyond the I don't know, just six-yard mark, seven-yard mark. I'm just kind of going off of memory here. It, just, it was tough to push the ball downfield. And the Packers had a full complement of wide receivers. MVS was back. Devontae Adams was back. Cobb, Lazard, right? I mean, they were good to go with the receiving core plus the healthy backfield. Missing David Bakhtiari? Okay, they've seen that movie before. 
So I, I think we know what this offense is at full strength, and it's much different than what we saw tonight. And the defense playing the way it is, the only question I have on this team is special teams. I, I just don't get it. I, it. It hasn't been good since I started doing this show nine years ago. I, occasionally, they'll get a return guy. I, I don't know. I, I don't. It feels like the revolving door of coordinators just doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter. And it's always something. They found a punter. Okay, well, last year the punting was a little bit off. But they found a punter. I like Corey Bohorquez. I don't want to see him on the field that often, but if I do, I want him to do something. And he does typically do something. Mason is about as steady as it goes until this year. Six missed field goals. The return units have never been great. It's been a long time since the return units have been something to thumbs up about. I just don't get it. But if it costs you in January, that's how jobs are lost. And then somebody else steps into the fire. I'm not applying for that job in Green Bay. It's where, def- it's where special teams coordinators go to pasture. It is not where you want to be. But they have to find a way to improve. It will not be the thing to take this team down. It cannot be the thing to take this team down. 13-7, the final. The Packers fall to 7-2 and two with today's loss. A seven-game winning streak is snapped. The Seattle Seahawks visit Green Bay one week from today. To get you caught up on other action from around the league, presented by Cousin Subs. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. Variety of games down to the wire this afternoon, including a trio of games from the noon slate, let's start in New Orleans with the Saints clinging to a 25-24 lead over the Atlanta Falcons. One minute to go, Atlanta had a first and 10 from their own 25. Saints are going to rush for, Ryan's going to hang it downfield for Patterson who makes the catch. Cordero stays in bounds, 20, knocked out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Holy smokes! Falcons Radio Network with the call. That play flipped the field and set up a game-winning 29-yard field goal attempt. Snap, spot, kick from Koo is away, and it is good! And Atlanta is a winner in New Orleans! 27-25, the final Atlanta stuns the Saints. 343 yards and two touchdowns passing for Matt Ryan. The Falcons are now 4-4. and Another walk-off in Baltimore. Only this game between the Ravens and Vikings went to overtime before a winner was determined. Cue the kicker. 20 seconds left in overtime. Nick Moore with the snap. Sam Cook with a hold. Tucker's kick is up. And it is good! The Ravens have won it in overtime! The Hayes in the barn! And the Ravens are 6-2! and two. Ravens Radio Network with the call. Justin Tucker's 36-yard field goal with 16 seconds left in overtime. The difference, Ravens outlast the Vikings 34-31. Three touchdowns passing for Lamar Jackson. And perhaps the most unlikely outcome of the day in Jacksonville. The Bills entered the day with the NFL's top-scoring offense. The Jags dead last. Amazingly, not a single touchdown was scored. There's the snap. One step gets it off. Nobody back for Buffalo. The ball is going to hit and bounce, and the clock's going to run, and the clock's going to run out, and Jacksonville has defeated the Buffalo Bills 9-6, to six, the first actual home win for Urban Meyer. Jags Radio Network with the call. That's right, the game ended on a punt. It ended on a punt that was not returned. The Bills went for broke, tried to block the punt, and return it for a touchdown. The ball just rolled the rest, and that was it. The game ended. On a punt that was not returned. Great day for Josh Allen. 
No, not the Bills quarterback, the Jaguars linebacker, who intercepted and sacked his namesake in a 9-6 win. Elsewhere around the league, it was the Cardinals over the 49ers, 31-17. No Kyler Murray for the Cardinals. Colt McCoy, the starting quarterback. Big day for James Conner. Two touchdowns rushing and one receiving. Browns all over the Bengals, 41-16 in the Battle of Ohio. Upset in Dallas with the Cowboys falling to the Broncos, 30-16. It was the Dolphins over the Texans, 17-9 in a snooze fest. Giants over the Raiders, 23-16. And the Patriots pick up a 24-6 win over the Carolina Panthers. Another game winner in Philly with the Chargers, outlasting the Eagles, 27-24. Titans and Rams are underway from Los Angeles with the Rams leading 3-0 at the end of the first quarter. Bears and Steelers take the field in Pittsburgh on Monday night. Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. This is the Packers Radio Network. Two receivers on the right, snap Mahomes, looking downfield, waiting, still looking, scrambling right, pressured on the play, fires right side, leaping, Gravis Bay, first down, 35-yard line. First down on a bullet feed to Tyreek Hill, and that should do it. Today's turning point of the game is presented by your Wisconsin Toyota dealers. Dear driver, you're invited to save big on a new Toyota. Got to hurry, though. Visit Toyota.com for more information. Toyota, let's go places. So the Chiefs had the ball with 4.54 left to go. It was 13-7. to Packers never got the ball back. That was a third and ten conversion. You just heard it. Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill for 13 yards. Mahomes flushed out of the pocket. You know, the pressure was there. Mahomes had to make a, a very difficult throw, rolling to his right. It's seemingly easy throw for him. He's able to do that with regularity. But he was not on target today. It was not a great day passing the football for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But he came up with the play when he needed it most. And if you don't convert there, I, my guess is that you're out of field goal range. I suppose he could try it. But more than likely, you, you punt the ball away to Jordan Love and the Packers and say, fine, go 80 yards and try and get into the end zone for a touchdown. You've scored one touchdown all game long. We trust our defense can hold you down. My guess is they probably punt there uh, on fourth down. Uh, would have been interesting. I, I think Harrison Bucker could you know, 55, 58 yards. I, that's not out of the realm of possibility, but a little risky. You know, turning the ball over to the Packers at the 40-45 yard line versus you know, somewhere between the 5 and the 20. Uh, but still, it would have been a lot of work for the Packers to try and get into the end zone and score, given their challenges all game long. But to me, that was a turning point because it ensured the Packers would not get the ball back that the game was indeed over. One touchdown for the Packers, one touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the difference? The Chiefs connected on their two field goals. The Packers missed theirs. 855-616-1620. If you'd like to join us, we will dip into the locker room coming up in a moment and uh, hear from some of the players in today's game, including TJ Slayton, who was in for Kenny Clark. Uh, Clark left the game with a back issue. He did start the game. Eric Stokes had a knee issue, suffered during pregame warm-ups. He did not play at all, and it was up to Rasul Douglas and Kevin King to try and slow down the Chiefs' potent offense, and to their credit, they played pretty well. Uh, but we hope that Eric Stokes is okay. 13-7 the final. One hour down, one to go here on the Packers Radio Network. We'll hear from some of the players and you coming up in just a few moments. Packers fall to 7-2 and two with the loss today. The Chiefs improved to 5-4. and four. They have been struggling a little bit. And I don't know if today really uh, 
made believers out of these fans who think this team is headed the wrong direction, but nonetheless, they do find a way to pick up the victory. Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. More after this on the Packers Radio Network. Packers game day continues. It was really encouraging to see our guys when we had to, you know, kind of backs up against the wall and in the red zone, uh, come through and make some plays. With Packers OT, presented by Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You can't come out talking about, you know, getting more opportunities and not come through, so it's something that I'm going to make sure I do today. Now, hear from the fans, the players, and get updates from around the league. The big sequence was obviously into the first half, getting a touchdown, coming out in one place, 75 yards. With your host, Greg Matzik, on the Packers Radio Network. And welcome back in. Packers OT is presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Through November 30th, choose 12 months, no payments and no interest, plus 20% off labor at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Set your free consultation now at PellaWI.com. 13-7, the final. The Packers fall to the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Jordan Love's debut as a starter for Green Bay. Kind of an up-and-down day for Jordan Love, but he's certainly not the reason why the Packers lost today. 190 yards passing for Love, one touchdown, one interception. Both came in the final quarter. Packers defense does their job. Special teams continues to be head-scratching as the Packers fall to 7-2. and two. Before we get back to your phone calls, let's step aside 10 seconds for our stations to identify themselves on the Packers radio network. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. Take it from me, Mark Tauscher. Orthopedic Associates has what it takes to stay in the game. There is a difference. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. Got an open line for you. And let's chat with John in Janesville. You're on Packers OT. Hi, John. Hi, how are you doing? My question is, how how big... Matt LaFleur's already taken... um, the blame for the poor game plan. How much did having Jordan Love's input this week versus Aaron Rodgers' input into the game plan play a factor in that? Yeah, it's an interesting question, John, because you have to remember the timeline here, right? And we learned of Aaron Rodgers' positive COVID test on Wednesday, and that's the day that Packers typically begin their on-field practice work. So Tuesday is kind of an off day, but you know game planning is well underway by the time Wednesday hits. So I do wonder what had to get tweaked and worked out throughout the week uh, as the Packers learned of, of Rogers' status, and that he would not be available. Uh, but yes, I mean, to your point, Aaron is very involved in the game planning. And, you know, I, I think that's just the kind of coach Matt LaFleur is. I'd be shocked if Jordan Love didn't have any input and have any discussion with LaFleur about, hey, what do you like here? Do you like to be on the move? Do you like to be on the run? Rollout kind of stuff. Understanding that the Chiefs were going to play an aggressive style of defense, I, I don't think that was a shock. Uh, maybe the percentage of blitzes was a little shocking. I mean, go watch it back. I mean, my goodness. I, it, there was one camera shot I thought of. I, it, it looked like the official was the deep safety for the Chiefs. I mean, that's how up to the line of scrimmage their defenders were. They were going to make Jordan Love and the Packers receiving core beat them long and trust their one-on-one coverage. You'd never do that with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And it, it just took way too long to adjust to what the Chiefs were doing. And they just kept going back to the well. Fine. Uh, you're not going to do anything about it? We'll keep doing this. It appears to be working. Uh, and it did until the Packers were able to put a drive together in the fourth quarter, resulting in their only touchdown. 
Uh, but to answer your question, yes, I, I do believe Jordan Love had involvement to the degree Aaron Rodgers typically does. That's hard for me to say, uh, given that this game plan was being constructed before we learned of Aaron Rodgers' status. And uh, not much of an update here on Rodgers, but if he is cleared through COVID protocols, he will start for the Packers on Sunday against the Seahawks, according to Matt LaFleur. So uh, you might see Jordan Love. You might see Aaron Rodgers. That'll be something to follow as we go throughout the week. Uh, Larry joins us next in California. You're on Packers OT. Hi, Larry. Hi, Greg. I love talking to you whenever I can, but... uh... Uh, I went on record uh, with your sister station, Homer, and told and told everyone that I was predicting sixteen and one. Well, I knew that was a, a a real reach for me, especially after this game when Aaron really uh, blew it for for everybody in the Packers organization. And uh, um, I, I, you know, tonight's game uh, shows how bad Aaron was needed. And I'm sure Aaron was laughing or saying at home, "Look, this is what." This is what you get when you don't have me on the team. But uh, I would give the uh, uh, defense a, a rated uh, in a graded uh, school grade of an A. I would give the offense a C minus and the special teams a D. That's how I rate uh, tonight's uh, performance. I mean, I know you're not blaming uh, Jordan Love for his uh, for the way he played, but you know what? He looks scared out there. I mean, I know it's the first game. I I wouldn't keep this guy. I would look to make a trade to a team that isn't going to make the playoffs for a long time because I think he needs to be with a team that has really no goals as to being a championship team. He's not the right quarterback for this team as a backup. And I think uh, tonight was was evidence of that because Kansas City should have been beaten if Aaron was playing. I'm just letting you know. What do you feel? Yeah, Larry, I, I don't know that I don't know that Coach Lafleur did him any favors, though either. I, I just it, think about watching the game, and I, and I agree with you. I thought there were some jitters and nerves, and he he looked a little skittish. I thought early on, um, and, and as the Chiefs continued to just pepper him with blitzes, boy, it, it just never seemed like he was he was able to be in a rhythm and, and just you know step and throw uh, without somebody just yeah, he affecting never seemed his to be shoulders. Comfortable. No, he didn't. But I, I he never I, seemed to be comfortable. I, I'm with you on that because I think. I think the pressure had something to do with it, though. I, I don't think he he lacked a comfortable view of the field because he just not ready for prime time. I, I thought he was under siege, and I don't think his head coach did him any favors getting out of it. Well, yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, the last drive uh, in the fourth quarter when they got that touchdown, I mean, gee, if Mason would have hit two field goals, the game would have been tied, and then we could have gone into overtime, and who knows what would have happened there. But, uh, yeah, he looked like he was skittish. He looked really nervous there. Even Devontae Adams didn't look comfortable there because he knew that Aaron was the man that he needed to throw the passes to him. I mean, they all – Aaron Jones and, uh, and uh, A.J. Dillon were probably the only good – Parts of the offense is what I'm saying. Yeah, and they I think, were the only good part. Yeah, and I think that bears out. I think your grades are appropriate, Larry. I appreciate the phone call. You know, it, it, what was nice about the Packers' offense is that the Chiefs did not run away with things, right? So the, the playbook was wide open, and that's why you're able to average, you know, four and a half yards a carry. The running game was solid, and this Chiefs' defense has been a little all over the place this year, and it's part of the reason why they're you know hovering around 500 now, finally over 500, uh, though the turnover disparity has been ridiculous. I mean, they have been a mess, the Kansas City Chiefs. So they needed a feel-good win. I, maybe this counts for it, I guess. I'm not sure. 
But I, I think the grades are appropriate. Uh, you know, you're talking about Adams. I'm not going to question his effort, but I certainly understand his level of frustration where things just you know, weren't working out. Uh, there was one pass Jordan Love threw. It was up the sidelines to Adams. It looked like it was sort of a, a back shoulder attempt. And my first thought is, well, you know, receiver, quarterback, not on the same page. They likely have not had a lot of time together working with one another a couple of days this week, and that's about it. Remember, Adams did not play during the preseason. Love played just you know, that one game. He had significant time. So I, they don't spend a ton of time together. It was kind of a crash course, I'm sure, with one another this week. But I, I go back and look at that particular play, and I realize Jordan Love had no choice but to get rid of the ball. And go back and watch. I mean, that was on repeat. you got to get rid of it. Just chuck it. you got to get rid of it. Time after time after time. And that's where I felt Matt LaFleur could have helped him out a little bit more. And uh, it's too little too late, I suppose. But the one drive that produced points was a drive of significance. I mean, it was 10 plays, 53 yards into the end zone. The drive that ended in an interception. The Packers started at the 8-yard line and got down to the 24. They were moving the ball, right? It started to settle in a little bit. So I'm not going to look at today's game and say, this is Jordan Love. This is the guy. You made your bed, Packers. Good luck. No, I, I don't look at it that way. I don't think he was great. I also don't think he was the reason they lost. His one turnover and one touchdown came both in that final quarter when you're looking to make up two scores to get back into it. And that proved to be a little bit too much. I would have loved to see another two-minute opportunity. I, just from an experience perspective, uh, it, that would have been a, a good thing, I think, for Jordan Love. But it was also, or it would have come at a time, where he was a little more settled into the game. And they started to get things figured out a little bit more. So uh, disappointed we didn't get to see that. Uh, but I don't think Jordan Love's the reason they lost. But I think the appropriate grade of C-minus for the offense, yeah, I think that's dead on. Special teams a D. Might even be a little generous. Uh, and the defense was outstanding. The Packers play defense like that. Moving forward against Baltimore, Minnesota, Seattle, and the other teams on the schedule, uh, this team is going to run away with the NFC North and be one of the top two, maybe three seeds in the NFC. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. 855-616-1620. Scott is in Dallas. Thanks for holding, Scott. You're on Packers OT. Hey, um, I'd just like to comment on the fact that I feel like everyone is avoiding the fact that Jordan Love just didn't play very well today. I understand that part of it is due to the coaching staff and not adjusting to the blitz packages that uh, were being shown. But when there wasn't blitzes, he was just missing open receivers by multiple yards and not throwing spirals throughout the entire game, as well as predetermining what receiver he was going to throw to all of the time. What did you expect? Just curiously, Scott. What were your expectations of Love going into this game? I was expecting him to be able to throw an NFL-level spiral when he was not being blitzed. That's it? Okay. Obviously, there's more, but that just seems like a very basic thing that you could expect and um, want, and that seems like not a very uh, big ask. Here's where I'm with with you, Scott. I kind of wanted him to cut it loose. Right, I mean, it, it didn't feel to me like he was just rearing back and letting it rip. Just let it rip. Uh, maybe we saw a little bit more of that toward the end of the game. Um, 
but it, it felt like everything was just sort of finesse, get it out of your hand. Yes, the rush was coming, and I don't think the coaching staff did him much favors in that regard. But I kind of wanted to see him just cut it loose a few times. Did you? I, I agree with that. Um, and I do think that, at the, especially at the beginning of the game, maybe it was him or maybe it was LaFleur, but either way, he wasn't really getting those opportunities to uh, let loose and actually make some throws. But also, as the game progressed and it started to happen, I just didn't really see him making any of those throws or even coming close, to be honest. Yeah, he was he was jittery in the pocket early on, and I think that was understandable. Um, I, I don't know if you go back to watch the games, but I, I typically do. I, I was keeping track on my note sheet here. i got a very detailed note sheet. Uh, how many times Jordan Love was under pressure? How many times where he had to get rid of the ball within two and a half seconds? And I've got more dots on my page than I think I've I've had throughout the entire season. I mean, he had to get rid of the football, so I, it's not an easy situation to navigate through. But I, I I think your point is accurate in that Jordan Love was not terribly accurate today, whatever the reasons, right? I mean, it was it was not a display of accuracy and precision throwing at the football. We're used to seeing that with Aaron Rodgers. Most quarterbacks aren't like Aaron Rodgers. I think we all know that as well. Still, I, I don't believe Jordan Love is the reason the Packers lost this game today. I thought he was okay. Uh, my expectations were reasonable for Love, and I, I, I would say what I saw today, the final stat line, is about what I expected. I, I didn't expect greatness, and this was not a disaster. It was step one, and there will likely be more steps for Jordan Love in his time in a Packers uniform. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you'd like to join us, uh, we'll go into the locker room as well and uh, hear from some of the players following today's game. Thirteen seven, the final. The Chiefs pick up the win. Let's get you caught up on other action from around the league. It's presented by Cousin Subs. Cousin Subs, we believe in better. Uh, I'm going to start with the late game here because Matthew Stafford is soiling himself on the field at SoFi. The Titans have picked him off twice, including one that was returned for a touchdown. The other interception, Matthew Stafford was getting wheeled to the ground in the end zone, so rather than take a safety, he just sort of flung the ball and was picked off by a linebacker. And uh, a couple plays later, the Titans were in for a score. So it's 14-3. to Tennessee minus Derrick Henry leading Matthew Stafford and the Rams. The Rams, by the way, are 7-1. and A loss today put them even with the Packers at 7-2. and Let's hop to Baltimore, shall we, where the Vikings actually built a 17-3 lead over the Ravens. And that was when Lamar Jackson took over. Jackson out of the gun, takes the snap, pumps once, throws to the back of the end zone, and it is caught! One-handed grab! Touchdown, Devin Duvernay! And the Ravens are an extra point away from tying it up! Ravens Radio Network with the call. The game would end up tied at regulation would go to overtime, where Justin Tucker connected on a 36-yard field goal with 16 seconds left to seal the deal. The Ravens approved to 6-2 and two with a 34-31 win. The Vikings fall to 3-5. and five. In the AFC, it was the Bengals and Browns in a battle of Ohio. Advantage, Cleveland. Mayfield from his own 30 on second and 10. Turns, gives, jump runs. 30, 35, there he goes, 40, 45, 50. There he goes, 40. He's running to the river. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nick Jump. 
Browns Radio Network with the call. 76-yard touchdown run for Nick Chubb. He had two scores on the day and 137 yards rushing. Browns roll the Bengals 41-16. to Both teams now 5-4. and four. In Dallas, Dak Prescott returned at quarterback and was terrible. Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos steamrolled in Big D. Bridgewater, deep drop, sets, home run ball, left side. He wants Patrick. Patrick is there! Makes the catch in Denver with another touchdown! KOA, Denver Broncos Radio Network on the call. Denver led 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Cowboys scored a couple of meaningless touchdowns before the game would end. 190 yards rushing for the Broncos fuels a 30-16 to win. Elsewhere around the league, out west in the battle of NFC West teams, it was the Cardinals minus Kyler Murray, their starting quarterback, handling the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. Colt McCoy with the start at quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Chargers get a walk-off field goal. They beat the Eagles 27-24. It was the Jaguars over the Bills. That's right, the Jaguars over the Bills by a score of 9-6 in a game that featured no touchdowns. All field goals today in Jacksonville. Patriots cover the Panthers 24-6. Christian McCaffrey returns and is held to 54 yards. Sam Darnold's intercepted three times as the Patriots roll to victory. Giants over the Raiders 23-16. Las Vegas now 5-3. The Giants 3-6. Walk-off winner for the Falcons over the Saints 27-25. It was the Dolphins over the Texans 17-9. Monday Night Football features the Bears and Steelers from Pittsburgh. Chicago looking to improve on a 3-5 record. Packers Radio presented by American Family Insurance. This is the Packers Radio Network. And Jordan Love takes the snap, dumps it off right side. Shoestring grab is made, muttering along the right side and diving inside the 35. And down he goes. It's A.J. Dillon with a great catch inside the 25 to the Kansas City 24-yard line. Clip notes that great clips do not involve a yellow flag. Great clips saves your details so you can get the look you love no matter which stylist or salon you visit. Download the app to schedule your greatness at your convenience. A.J. Dillon, a candidate for great clips player of the game, at least on offense anyway. Dillon, 46 yards rushing, also hauled in four passes for 44 yards in today's 13-7 loss. Chris Barnes might get the nod on defense. He or Rashawn Gary, both impactful for the Packers' defense today and limiting the Chiefs to just one touchdown scored. It happened in the first drive of the game for Kansas City. They were limited to just two field goals the rest of the way and shut out the entire second half. So, well, take your pick. Rashawn Gary, A.J. Dillon, Chris Barnes, all candidates for the great clips, great player of the game today. Speaking of Chris Barnes, he's standing by with Larry McCarron in this locker room report. Chris, I know it was a loss. But it was also an outstanding defensive performance. Um, you know, that's what we preach. You know, there's no offense in this defense and this team. Uh, we go on week in and week out and play for each other. Um, tonight was a, it was a night we, we knew we had to make a statement. I think we did that. Um, you know, we got, we got to continue to build, continue to push forward. There's a lot of great things being shown in that field right now. And I'm excited, excited to be a part of this team, excited to see where this future goes. You know, you guys made Patrick Mahomes, and he's a great, great football player. You made him look rather ordinary tonight. What a credit to you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a credit to everybody on this team, uh, between the coaches and the players. And, um, you know, we go out there, we play for each other. Um, they're a great offense on that, on that side, great stadium. It was loud tonight. Um, but, you know, we continue to fight, continue to, no matter the situation, no matter where we're at on the field, 
defense will go out there and play for each other, play for, you know, uh, the team and go out there and play as hard as we can. Play excitement football and, uh, you know, we're, we're always searching for that dub and, you know, it, it didn't happen, but, you know, we'll go back to the, the chalkboard and uh, correct what we got to correct and keep pushing. Well, I don't think you have much to correct, and I love the way you pull the trigger. I mean, when it's coming, you don't wait for it to come. You attack. Could you talk about that part of your game? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it hasn't been there in the past couple of weeks. Um, you know, I, I've looked at myself and how to, re, you know, reconsider what I, what, I, what I am as a player. Um, you know, I want to go out there and display that at night. Um, coach put us in great calls, and I just wanted to execute, as a high, execute as a, at a high level, play for my boys, do my one level, do my job at a high level. So um, as long as I keep doing that, continue to stack, uh, I think there's great things for this team in the future. That's Chris Barnes, uh, leading tackler for the Packers today. He was impactful. He, uh, he, he played downhill and uh, was definitely among those Packers defenders who who helped control the Chiefs' offense, limiting to them to just 13 points, uh, including it. You know, after that muff punt that set up the Chiefs inside the red zone, really more accurately at the five yard line, you know, the Packers' defense held right. It's pretty impressive stuff. Anytime you're getting fourth down stops. In crunch time territory on the field, things are going well for your defense. Mahomes was flushed out of the pocket on occasion, who obviously he can make some magic happen, but uh, didn't happen a lot today. Pretty quiet day for the Chiefs offense. Unfortunately, it was quiet as well for the Packers. Seven points, yeah. You'd like to get more production. Obviously, a couple of field goals left out there. It could have been a little different of a game, especially in that fourth quarter. But 13-7, the final. The Packers fall to 7-2. and Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. Still got an open line for you. If you'd like to join us, 855-616-1620. This is the Packers Radio Network. We'll never get tired of this. And there is your dagger. This is Packers Football on WTMJ. The Whatever It Takes play of the game is presented by Bryant Heating and Cooling. Quick count, snap to Love, Lofts left side, got a man wide open, Lazard, slips the defender to the end zone, touchdown! Ducked underneath Daniel Sorensen. 20-yard touchdown pass play on fourth down by Jordan Love. Packers 2 of 3 on fourth down conversions, just 2 of 12 on third down conversions, however... At play, Jordan Love to Alan Lazard, the only touchdown scored by the Packers in a 13-7 loss. It is our whatever-it-takes play of the game, presented by Bryant Heating and Cooling. Doing whatever it takes to keep your family comfortable, find your local dealer at bryant.com. Packers OT, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's talk to Kyle in Three Lakes here on Packers OT. Hi, Kyle. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. First-time uh, caller, long-time listener. Um, love your show, but um, I just wanted to comment on, on one thing, and I think you've said it a number of times already. I didn't get to watch the game, but I listened to most of it, and I think um, everybody blaming Jordan on this game is way off base. Um, this wasn't his fault. I agree with you in that coaching. Um, I think I had a lot to do with it, um, not adjusting to the blitz, because I think in the third quarter, Larry McCarron mentioned at one point in time about him seeing that in practice. I'm just curious if you know, um, with regards to how they practice that, was he seeing the number of people coming on blitzes like he would in practice? 
Um, but thanks for taking my call. Love to hear your comment and uh, keep up the great work. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Kyle. I, I wish I had a little more intel on what practice is like, and, and Larry does have that intel as uh, he's on the sidelines for most practices. Uh, I can tell you this much. There ain't any hitting going on at practice. <laughs> it's a little bit different of a speed and different of a game. Uh, it's a bit of a crash course, I think, for Jordan Love, but I, I'm certain that he and Matt LaFleur had discussions about things they liked and things they thought they could do. Um, you know, plays that Aaron Rodgers likes, Jordan Love may not like as much. So, uh, And then trying to get on the same page with Devontae Adams uh, I, I think is important. But, you know, one thing I think we've come to learn from Matt LaFleur's offense you know, two and a half years in, is that he is outstanding at scheming guys open. Guys are just available and in space. And Aaron has commented on this uh, multiple times, where guys are college open, Aaron will call it. In the pros, it's tough to be open. Guys are just that good, which makes it incredibly tough to be accurate. College, it's different. Not everybody's on that professional playing field. Uh, in, in describing Matt LaFleur's offense, Aaron, at times, has said guys are college open. I didn't feel like as much of that tonight. There's a lot of one-on-one coverage. Occasionally, uh, the defense would sink back into zone, and there'd just be a four-man rush. But, I mean, it was... I mean, how many plays did the Packers run? 60? I, I, I would be willing to bet, of the pass plays, more than half were blitzes. That fair? I just I did thirty-four dropbacks for Jordan Love. How many times do you think of those dropbacks he was blitzed? I'd say it's well over twenty. Like it was under siege, and there was a lack of adjustments. Love wasn't perfect by any stretch, uh, but he was under siege. There's no question about that either. Got a long ways to go for sure. This is just step one. wasn't great. Lots to be desired, really, from a a special teams perspective and how the offense was ultimately orchestrated by Matt LaFleur. John is in Milwaukee joining us next. Hey, John. Hey, how's it going? All right. I love your show. And uh, (laughs) I'm not the kind of person that wants to put a loss on a single player. Never is that usually my go-to. But I just, every single time I saw Jordan Love with the ball, I saw a panicked quarterback that seems like somebody that just got pulled off a college field. And in regards uh, to the statement you just made, actually, about uh, college open and the difference between that and, you know, the big show of the pros, if you look at that pass to Lazard that he actually got this touchdown on, Lazard actually waits for the ball to be released and then moves about three yards to his right to get the, to get the reception and go in for the touchdown. That, to me, looks like a receiving squad that is not faithful in their quarterback to execute. And that's kind of what I saw the whole time. And I'll give you, I'll give you the benefit. You know, it's your first game in the big leagues. You're, you're a fresh quarterback and you probably actually would have been better if you just got thrown into the game all of a sudden, because you wouldn't have time to think about it. And maybe that's where your nerves were. But after an entire half where I just, I just kept wanting more out of this guy. I just don't see him at the level of play that I want to see in an NFL team, even as a backup quarterback. I honestly was thinking through this game while I was watching, sure, play calling, maybe not best. Maybe LaFleur could have done a little more, but I felt like he gave him a lot of chances. And I just found myself thinking, Honestly, if we put our third string in, he's got more experience in the NFL, and I think we'd be doing better. At the end of the at the end of the third quarter, 
you put Bortles in, we have, you have you have a you have points on the board. That's kind of where I am. I just I really I was really disappointed with Love. I just don't see him at the level that I want to see my second string quarterback at. And sure, grow all you want, but after a, after an entire half, that was and. The other thing, too, is any second-string quarterback in the league right now, you put them up against a team like the Chiefs, sure, they have offensive weapons, but they have an awful defense. And this is one of the first times in the season where you have all your offensive weapons at your disposal, at your disposal. even weapons that your, your lead quarterback, your first-string quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, hasn't necessarily had. And your defense is performing to a level that is definitely good enough to win you the game. So... I don't know. I just, I, I just wanted more out of love, and I don't see him. Johnny, it, it, it feels like you wanted to call and say, "I like where this is going." I, f- I feel like that's what you you wanted to say all game long, right? Like you're just waiting for yeah. the moment. No, yeah, I, and he never gave it to me. I, I, I get it. Yeah, and I, I I thought especially early on it was a little. That that was frustrating to me, and that was clearly to me a sign of of jitters, and 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 who knew what was to come. I think at that point, uh, I, Jordan Love does not have the arm strength of Aaron Rodgers, nor does he have the accuracy of Aaron Rodgers. So for him to throw a guy open, it's going to look a little different. The ball's going to come out at a different time. It may have to come out earlier. Uh, but I, I also saw a quarterback who I, I I thought he was actually poised under pressure at times, but there were times where he just had to fling it, just had to get rid of it. Uh, I would have thought by, I don't know, early in the third quarter that there would have been some sort of adjustment to that. Here we come again. Good luck. Try and beat our one-on-one coverage. Everybody's in the box. We're sending the house. Uh, I'm somewhat amazed the Packers were able to run the ball as well as they were able to run it today, Uh, which I think speaks to the caller's point about the Chiefs' defense and where the Packers' offensive line is. But you can have kind of a, a, a rough shot defense, but when you send more than blockers are available, you're going to find success. And I cannot believe it took so long to, to navigate through that. That was my biggest frustration. That it, as gifted an offensive mind as Matt LaFleur is, it took until you know halfway through the fourth quarter to get that mystery solved. That was frustrating to me. 855-616-1620. If you'd like to join us, TJ Slayton. Should we grab him? He's still standing by. T.J. Slayton, he entered the game for Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark was ushered out of the game due to a back injury, so entered the rookie from Florida, who has uh, made his mark on occasion throughout the course of the season. Had some fine moments today, albeit in a 13-7 loss. Here's T.J. Slayton TJ, with Larry you guys were able to look make a great, great player like Patrick Mahomes look kind of ordinary tonight. Are you proud of the defensive effort? Oh, yeah, we play we played our championship standard. You know, that's how we're going to come out every game and play like that. Uh, that's why that's how we look to affect the quarterback. Now, you had a number of guys in the defensive line be injured or get injured. Kenny Clark's out. Dean's got a hamstring. Yeah. I mean, Kingsley's out. So you've played a ton. Is that hard to do when you're not playing a ton every week to go out there and play a lot of snaps? Uh, nah, you just got to change the mindset. Next man up, you got to gotta go out there and play. You feel me? We got to defend defend the uh, end zone. And like, even though we got injuries, we just we got to hope those guys get, get back healthy quick so they can still help us. Now, as a guy on the other side of the ball, young Jordan Love making his first start, 
Were you rooting for them? Were you oh, yeah. happy for them? Yeah. Were you worried about them? I mean, how did you look at that? No, you know, he's just, it's his first time out there, so you got to rally around him. You got to know, you got to make him feel like he like he already been out there before, like he's been doing it already. So that's all we just tried to do. We tried to rally behind him, make sure, give him love, let him know that we trust him, and he like he can put out his trust in us, and we here for him. And as you can see out there, we was trusting him. We fight, we playing our ass off. You know, we're trying to give him the ball so he can make some shake for us. Yes, sir. TJ Slayton with Larry McCarron. Packers Radio is presented by American Family Insurance. This is the Packers Radio Network. Offset eye in the backfield. Mahomes under center from the 39. Mahomes takes, spins, fakes the handoff back to throw, dumps it off right side, got his man, and he's covered up and taken down. Great pressure initially by Rashawn Gary, and then the tackle downfield by Darnell Savage. And it is first and 10 Green Bay inside the Kansas City 40 at the 37-yard line. Farm and Fleet is proud to support Salute to Service. We honor our brave military members and veterans and thank them for their service. I'm Greg Matzik. This is Packers OT, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Fine day for the Packers defense. It's an A effort. Rashawn Gary, a couple of quarterback hits and a quarterback sack. You know, the Chiefs and their potent offense, even though they've been scuffling, playing at home, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, consider the Packers did not have Jair Alexander or Eric Stokes, who was supposed to play, but ultimately suffered a knee injury that Matt LaFleur does not believe is long-term during pregame warm-ups. Kenny Clark left this game as well. Oh, by the way, they have played all but 18 snaps without Zadarius Smith, uh, and they were still able to limit the Chiefs to just one score, one touchdown scored by the Chiefs today, one scored by the Packers. Chiefs with two field goals. The Packers missed both of their field goals in a 13-7 loss. 855-616-1620. I don't want to confuse... Those listening here, I don't think Jordan Love was very good today, right? I, 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 I thought it was. I, I, I had muted expectations. I did not think he was going to go sling it all across the yard and just light up the Chiefs in a a major performance, and just we'd be singing the praises of Jordan Love. I, I wanted to see him get better throughout the game. I, I feel like he did. I also believe the Packers' pass protection was rough. And I believe the coaching staff has something to do with that. Like, it, it's sort of a combo platter here with the passing offense where I'm looking at it saying, inexperienced quarterback, pass protection was not in great shape, and it was a blitz-heavy defensive scheme by Steve Spagnolo that the coaching staff never really adjusted to. Uh, but no, I, I don't think Jordan Love was great by any stretch. He was inaccurate at times. He had the jitters at times. He made some plays with his legs at times. He delivered a few good balls. Made some plays happen when it looked like there was nothing to be made. Was able to extend some plays. Was forced to get rid of the ball earlier than usual or than expected or that he had hoped on several occasions. And I don't think his accuracy was was dialed in. I mean, it was kind of all over the place. But based upon my expectations, it was okay. It was okay with plenty of room to grow. Alex joins us next from New Richmond. You're on Packers OTI, Alex. Um, hey guys, thanks again for taking my call. Um, I just want to say that Jordan Love definitely played good enough to at least have the game tied tonight, and that's despite um, all the decisions. Perhaps Lafleur um, could have or should have punted at the very end of the first half to maybe keep 
uh, that second field goal off the board for the Chiefs. But had that happened and had our team simply executed those two short field goals, that game could have possibly been 13-10 to 10 at the end of regulation and maybe um, even at the worst 13-13. to 13. So Jordan Love played this game at the very least well enough uh, to tie it. You're right about the O-linemen uh, in there. They seem to run block a little bit better with the backup O-linemen that they have to be using. But this team seems to be the type of team that once they get all their guys back and healthy, um, certainly can win a championship, especially with their defense plan, as well as they played tonight with as many guys being out. So i just like to say that Jordan Love can play quarterback at the NFL level. Um, he simply needs time. And he never even had one off season. really, uh, last season he didn't even get to be the backup. He wasn't even on the active roster for one game. And then this season was literally his first actual off season. And tonight was his very first game ever on the road in Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes threw the same number of uh, touchdown passes tonight. So thanks again for taking my call. You guys have a great night, and go Pack Go. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Alex. So I, it, it, the point is well taken about this. And I'll just kind of sum it up this way. It, the Packers lost by six points to the Chiefs. Aaron Rodgers was out with COVID. The Packers had two missed field goals. The Chiefs were gifted three points after the Packers muffed a punt and dropped an interception. I just this, this team is good. Okay, the Packers are rock solid. I thought coming into the season, man, if they could just have a like a top twelve defense, I with this offense, they're going to be in really good shape. And I, I think they have better than a top twelve offense. They are certainly playing like it from a points allowed perspective. In low twenties, man, that is good living for the Packers defense. If you consider what the offense typically looks like when quarterbacked by Aaron Rodgers. Wasn't there tonight. The offensive production, you know, far too low. A couple missed field goals certainly hurt the Packers. Not a lot of margin for error given the situation. Uh, however, I also believe the Kansas City Chiefs are a bit of a mess. Like, it is not the team that went to the Super Bowl in back-to-back seasons. I can guarantee you that. This is still a work in progress in Kansas City. Still, no easy task to go into Arrowhead to pull off a victory. One final time, let's catch you up on things that happened throughout the league today. Week 9 of the NFL, handful of teams on by, including the Packers' opponent in Week 10, the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of games going down to the wire today, including in New Orleans, with the Saints hanging on, leading 25-24 over the Falcons with a minute to play. Atlanta had a first and 10 from their own 25. Cue Matt Ryan. Saints are going to rush for. Ryan's going to hang it downfield for Patterson, who makes the catch. Cordero stays in bounds. 20, knocked out of bounds at the 15-yard line. Holy smokes. Falcons Radio Network with the call. That was a field-flipping play that set up the game winner. Snap, spot, kick from Koo is away, and it is good, and Atlanta is a winner in New Orleans. Yes, they are. 27-25, the final, 343 yards and two touchdowns for Matt Ryan. Another walk-off in Baltimore, Ravens and Vikings went to overtime before a winner was determined. 20 seconds left in overtime. Nick Moore with the snap. Sam Cook with a hold. Tucker's kick is up, and it is good! The Ravens have won it in overtime. The Hayes in the barn, and the Ravens are 6-2. Ravens Radio Network with the call. Baltimore, courtesy of a 36-yard field goal, late in overtime. 
outlasts the Vikings 34-31. Three touchdowns passing for Lamar Jackson, 120 yards rushing for Jackson on the afternoon. And in Jacksonville, the Jaguars, courtesy of three field goals, have enough to beat the Buffalo Bills 9-6. That's right, 9-6, a field goal fest. The Jags pick up their second win of the season. Major upset today in the NFL. Elsewhere around the league, it was the Browns over the Bengals, 41-16. Broncos hammering the Cowboys, 30-16. Dolphins over the Texans, 17-9. It was the Giants easing past the Raiders, 23-16. New York now 3-6. The Raiders are 5-3. Bill Belichick's defense thymies the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey limited to 54 yards rushing in his return. Patriots earn the 24-6 win. Chargers over the Eagles, 27-24 in a last-second field goal. The Cardinals minus Kyler Murray all over the 49ers, 31-17. to Sunday night football from Los Angeles. The Titans with a 14-3 lead over the 7-1 Rams. Two picks for Matthew Stafford. And on Monday night football, the Steelers host the Chicago Bears. We will wrap up Packers OT after this on the Packers Radio Network. 16 of 25, 150 yards for Jordan Love, facing third and 10 of the Kansas City 24. Arrowhead to full throw, snap to Love looking. He lofts it, left side, and it is intercepted. Intercepted by Snead down the right sidelines on a pass intended for Devontae Adams. Well, the one offensive turnover, it was a costly one. It came in the fourth quarter of a 13-7 loss for the Green Bay Packers. A reminder that every touchdown scored by the Packers means Sargento donates $2,000 to help fight hunger through its Touchdowns for Hunger program shared by Milwaukee's Hunger Task Force and Paul's Pantry in Green Bay. One touchdown for the Packers today. That means $2,000, two touchdowns for hunger to feed families in Wisconsin. Sargento will continue to donate $2,000 per score to touchdowns for hunger throughout the season, benefiting Hunger Task Force of Milwaukee and Paul's Pantry in Green Bay. Thank you to Sargento, the official cheese of the Green Bay Packers. Let's grab Pat in Atlanta. You're on Packers OT. Hi, Pat. Hey, Greg, uh, really enjoy your show and love love your perspective. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Thank you. A um, couple, couple quick things. Um, one is Malik Taylor, as a gunner, uh, obviously Maurice Drayton is the special teams coach, is making us wish we had Ron Zook back again. Now, for the first time the punt went down, I noticed Malik Taylor overran it, didn't look where the ball went, and the ball went into the end zone. He could have downed it. And I was thinking to myself, man, that's not good. The next one, of course, he gets blocked into the ground, and he they kicks his foot. And I'm thinking, oh, no, get him off the team. And on the third punt I saw, when they were punting to us, they said, and Malik Taylor is back to get the punt. And I thought, oh, man, he might have the, he might have the hat trick. So you were, you're absolutely right. Special teams is a big deal. Two other quick points. You're right about the coaches not doing a lot of favors to Jordan Love. They kept sending him back on seven-step dropbacks with these guys rushing, right? And there was, they had plenty of time. They had national commercials. It was a national game, right? So you'd think they'd be on the sideline. They'd have extra time to coach him two, three minutes in between breaks. And one last thing, in those commercial breaks, I don't know if anybody else noticed it, of course there were tons of Stink Farm commercials. Not one was with Aaron Rodgers. They were all Pat Mahomes. 
Uh, interesting, Pat. I did not pay attention to that, but uh, well done. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, I, I think it was Amari Rogers that was struggling more in the uh, the punt return category. I, I know Taylor had the one go off his leg. I kind of felt like Amari Rogers should have fair caught that ball. He just sort of kept running, and it was just over his head. Uh, and another one he ended up muffing, but ultimately the Packers recovered. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't just missed kicks that the Packers struggled with today on special teams. So we've got one more time to get one in here. It's Walt in Lake Geneva. You're on Packers OT. Hi, Walt. Hi, how are you? Doing great. Uh, first thing I want to say, great, great show. Listen to you every week. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, first thing I want to say, I mean, I, I, I have to be honest, uh, I thought when Lafleur became coach, kind of being a young guy, new age, we'd see a lot a lot different play calling, and it, to me it looks still kind of more McCarthy-like, vanilla-like, but I think in regards uh, to today's game, I just think that uh, they didn't do any favors to Jordan Love. A good example, third and five, uh, and they're throwing a back shoulder 20 yards down the field to Devontae Adams. Walt, I wish I didn't have to cut you off. We are running up against the clock, and Matt LaFleur did point the finger at himself, saying he's got to be better for his young and inexperienced quarterback. I will disagree with you. I do think the Packers' offense with Matt LaFleur, by and large, is in much better shape. It's it's more about scheming guys open than it is winning one-on-one battles. Today, not enough of those battles were won. The Packers fall 13-7. to They fall to 7-2. and The Seahawks visit Lambeau Field a week from tonight. Have a great night on the Packers Radio Network.